All right, just waiting for everybody to show up. Is everybody here? Yep. yep. Awesome. There we go. Sweet transition music. <laughs> Sweet fade out. I'm going to make that joke every week, so get used to it, people. Yeah, excellent fade out. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> just dies. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, we ready to get the show on the road? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right. <sighs> Welcome, everybody, to the It's Too Wordy comic book podcast, where some buddies talk about comic books from their childhood and today. I'm Ryan. I'm Nick. And I'm this guy named Kirk. Hey, he's back! He's back! What? <laughs> all right. Because you guys all demanded it, Kirk's back. All right, and this week we are doing Man Bat number one and Crisis on Infinite Earths number what are we on eight now? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, because last week was seven. Okay, yeah. Yep. So we're on eight. So away we go. Let's start off with Man Bat. Wow, I love Man Bat. Let me just say that I love him. Since I was a little kid, I found an issue of like the Batman family that focused on him. Yeah. And since then, I've loved that character. I've created a lot of characters for my RPGs based on them. Uh, I like this issue until the very end. Yeah. I, you know, it, but it's the same thing over and over. It's like, okay, uh, Langstrom takes uh, his his serum and becomes man bat and does stupid crap this all this issue was yep and can i just say i, I really wish i would have named this title like the title of this issue fuck the suicide squad <laughs> oh you don't like them either huh they're everywhere and it's there's like there's more than just one uh group that they could send after these guys than just yeah. the Suicide Squad. Well, they've got a got a movie coming out, so they got to put them in every book now. Yeah, but I thought horrible. I thought the art was hit and miss. Like the art for him is great, but the art on Batman is horrible. Yeah, but it also. Some of the scenes like look like they just took were taken directly from like a Batman issue from the nineties um, by uh... yeah it's just I don't know I want to read more of this but if it just deals with the Suicide Squad I really don't care yeah I was like I enjoyed it and then I was like saw the end and I was like eh, no I'm not gonna read anymore. Yeah, that's too bad. I nice. for me, I I'm just not a man bat guy. I cannot get into it. Um, I don't know. It, it reminds me too much of the lizard from Spider Man's world. Yeah, you know, pretty much. It it's like okay, we've already kind of done this a little bit. I don't know which one was around first. I think the lizard. Oh, the lizard, definitely. Yeah, you know. 
and I agree with you on the art. Um, the Batman thing was a bit much. <laughs> I would have liked to see... I mean, I, I don't see any reason why Batman needed to be on here. Or in here at all. And Well, he's got to make him make mistakes. You know, he's got to interfere and then blow up the truck and all the other crap. It's like, ugh. It's just... It's... It is not my cup of tea, and the ending of it did enough for me to realize that there is no purpose to buy the next issue. And I mean, did you notice on the cover it says one and then it's zero of five? <laughs> that is true. Does that make any sense? Oh, I just noticed that. Yeah, zero of five. Well, no, no. Okay, so I'm looking at mine. What does that say? Of five. Of five. I One think it's of, meant to five. Say of five. Of five. Why is the, the F F's not faded. the same font? My F is faded on it, so you can't yeah. barely see yeah. it. Did they forget to put the bold on? That might be it. Probably. Because it looks like one number one zero dash five. If you're just like looking at it like quick, like I did. Yeah. And why five? They couldn't have enough story for six. Does he just kill all the five like people in the Suicide Squad? <laughs> five issues to be able to release the trade. Right. There you go. Ugh. All right. So I I don't know how we started doing power rings, but we kind of got away from that. <laughs> I gave it uh, two two power rings, I guess. Because the character I like, but I don't like this version. But um, I'll give it one power ring. Well, because the character is kind of a cool concept. Boy, um, let's say you, Ryan. I give this a black hand power ring. Don't get it unless you're dead. Got it. I, it's, it, I, I understand you guys. I mean, Nick, you like Bam Bat. I get why you want to read it. I'm sure I've read a lot of Green Lantern stuff. You're like, I don't get it. I don't care why. You know, I understand that. You know, I, just for me though, I, I'm just not a fan of the character that much. I'm glad I tried it. Yeah. Just really disappointed in the direction they had took with it. I would have loved to see him do something else. Yeah, you know, fight the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame or something like that. Somebody I mean, else? Anybody else? It's a different version of the Suicide Squad. Even it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'm waiting for his wife to become woman bat. <laughs> wife bat? <laughs> you know, and it's they, unfortunate they... this guy's name is Kirk. <laughs> yep. But there was an ish there was an episode of I think it was Arrow where he goes into a, a place and there on the door it says Kurt Langstrom. And I was like, oh my god, man bat's in this. And that was the only time you ever see that name in that show. Yeah. It was like it was a little, little teaser on a door. Egg, and that was it. Yep. 
I don't All know. Right. I should, you know, the other thing I think that bugs me is I I can appreciate giving Man Bat a title, but how many other good books did they cut? And then it's for, it's DC, and I don't think they have any. They cut a lot of them. Well, Hawkman was. I mean, Hawkman was amazing, very underrated book, and they cut that. And they cut what like two or three other books that I was actually reading, and they're like, "No, let's publish Man Bat or Death Metal version 80. (laughs) Yeah. Soon it's going to be DC Classic Rock. (laughs) Yeah. DC easy listening. Speaking of that, is since you brought it up, over um, overseas, I think it was Europe. Don't quote me on that, but they are getting variant covers for the death metal books, and it's with heavy metal bands. So, like, there's one with Ozzy and the Batman that laughs on it, like nice. their hands covering over a world or something. Um, so yeah, that they are heading that direction. It's strictly overseas, but they are heading <laughs> heading that direction. Oh, oh, wow! All right, shall we hop on over to crisis? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if we can avert another crisis. All right. So crisis. Uh, what did I say we were on? Eight. Issue 8. Okay. Another iconic cover. Um, the Flash kind of standing there. You're kind of looking between somebody's legs, and you're seeing the Flash stand there, ready to go at him, and he's holding Psycho Pirate. And again, this is back in the day when you put something on the cover and it actually happened in the comic. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I would love to know the comic that stopped doing that. that what a weird thing. concept. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we start off on the Anti-Monitor's ship, and Psycho Pirate is just having a grand old time because he thinks the Anti-Monitor's dead. Uh, he was concerned the Anti-Monitor was going to kill him. He's talking to the Flash, who is stuck in this webby-type substance-ish. Um, like he was glued to a wall or something, I don't know. Yeah, uh, the trapster got him, or Paste Pot Pete. <laughs> and uh, so Psycho Pirate's ranting and raving, hoping against hope, telling the Flash this, that the Anti-Monitor did not survive, so he won't get killed. And who sub- shows up? You bet. The Anti-Monitor in his new and improved outfit. Um, basically, you know, for can- a- a guy who doesn't care about the world, he has a lot of outfits. Yeah, I've noticed that. Uh, <laughs> just, oh, it was a creepy looking outfit too. He reminds me of uh, was it Monarch? Yeah, was a main character in one of the, the big crossover events or something. It kind of looked like that costume. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So. Um, Anti-Monitor hears it, calls Psycho Pirate out. Psycho Pirate's like, no, no, I'm happy that you're still alive. Yay! Um, And Anti-Monitor basically says the same thing he always says. Um, 
if I had a time replace, I would replace you already. But we don't have any time. Yeah, he says uh, that every issue. Every. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you've had eight issues to do this. You could have done it by now. Um, and then we see that the ship is flying past uh, Apocalypse. And Darkseid's kind of checking things out and basically says, you know what? I'm going to leave it to the humans to figure it out. And if they win, everything sta stays status quo. And if they lose, I'll figure it out from there. Uh, but he did put a cloaking device on Apocalypse, so uh, the Anti-Monitor could not see them. All right. And at this point, I think they're just kind of throwing any and every character in the DC Universe in here so they can say they have made an appearance. <laughs> yeah, seems uh, like we're now on Oa, and all the Green Lanterns are there, and uh, apparently the Guardians have gotten better now. They were kind of fro in that frozen status, and Arisia is like, hey, you knew all about this. Why didn't you say this was happening? We could have fought it. And the Guardians are like, well, we knew something was happening, but we didn't know what the whole picture was, so we're going to see how it played out kind of thing. And then you see some infighting between the Guardians. Um, yeah. And then we have the standard issue of a bunch of people standing around, superhero-wise. Um, and Brainiac 5 is trying to help maintain the um, overlapping of the Earth. Um Although there is a little bit, there, so there's some kind of time differential there, but they're not all merging it into one. Uh, he's trying to get it figured out. And some of the other Legionnaires are like, um, he's just really upset about uh, Supergirl dying, but he won't admit it. Uh, da, 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 da. Then we hop over to... I, I'm picking up a pattern in all these issues. You know, you always have the big group photo. You have the... Psycho Pirate should have been replaced already. And you have one superhero moping somewhere. In this issue, <laughs> yeah. we have Firestorm. <laughs> and uh, Firehawk comes flying along, and um, they're chatting about why he's moping and how um, Killer Frost is no longer in love with him. And he gets a call from Vixen, who has been having a conversation with T.O. Morrow in Wyoming. And T.O. Morrow is the one that created Red Tornado. So they all teleport up to the Justice League satellite where they get to see Martian Manhunter. And probably my favorite portion of this book Firestorm asks Martian Manhunter, do you ever get cold in that get-up? Meaning the outfit he's wearing. He's like, we Martians do not get cold. Why do you ask? So, and he's like, and Firestorm's like, Mars doesn't need women. What they need is a sense of humor. All right. Anyhow. So, Cyborg is looking at Red Tornado, trying to figure out what's going on. Um... Martian Manhunter is telling uh, Firehawk that her flaming hair is a issue. 
And she's like, well, it's more for show. And he's like, yep, still not comfortable with it. Get away from me. But he seems cool with Firestorm, who has a flaming head. Um, yeah, but it's contained in a mask. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, it looks like it's fire. I There's fire problems around here. Um, Cyborg mentions that the Atom is inside of Red Tornado trying to figure out what's going on. And um, the Atom zooms in on a vision scan and T.O. Morrow is looking at the screen and like, um, that's not supposed to be how it that's not how I constructed them. I don't know what that is. Um, the red tornado has been changed. And then the professor Stein, the voice inside, uh, firestorm's head is being completely happy by saying, um, that structure is unearthly. It's impossible to save them now. Basically saying red tornado is done for. <laughs> we can only wish. And then we have John Stewart flying across, to Los Angeles and grabbing the blue devil. Um, this is when John wore a mask for some reason. I actually don't remember. Come to think of it, I don't remember him actually ever really wearing a mask because the first time he tried to put on him or they wanted him to put a mask, he's like, I don't care who sees me. Anyhow, uh, moving on. He just doesn't like blue people. <laughs> Ouch. He doesn't want blue devil to know who he is. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so they teleport up to the tower or the uh, satellite and um, the blue devil's like I'm not entirely sure what you want me to do you're like well you're kind of an expert with this kind of stuff so let's see what you can do and um, blue devil's watching as Morrow is taking off tornado's head because tornado is an android if you haven't figured that out yet and blue devil's like no way don't do it and the atom goes jumping out and it's like, hey, something's going on in here. It's going crazy. Blue Devil grabs Morrow. Cyborg jumps out of the way. Tornado blows up. Um, Firestorm's trying to help Martian Manhunter, who is got fire issues. So he's hollering for Firehawk to come and help him. But in the explosion... All of Firehawk's clothes got blown off, so she's working on fixing her wardrobe and decides to change it and ask for fashion advice after doing so. Um, C.R. Morrow's running away from Blue Devil. Blue Devil goes around the corner and sees that he may have jumped into this warp thing. He's like, hey, this is probably a good idea. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to jump into this warp thing, too. And he goes flying through. Um, John's looking for Blue Devil. Can't find him, but the ring tells him that he's gone. Um, Firestorm's like, we got to get out of here. Place is about to blow up. Uh, Blue Devil ends up somewhere in the Vegas system. And I'm not super familiar. These are the Omega Men. Am I correct, Nick? Yes, they are. So Blue Devil runs into the Omega Men. I'm more used to the modern Omega Men, but that's what I wanted to clarify. Well, nobody read the original Omega Men. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, it had the first appearance of Lobo in it, but he was wearing a purple bodysuit. <laughs> and the first appearance of the Omega Men was actually in a Green Lantern book. So that's how I kind of remembered them, but I'm like, I've never read the 
Yeah, it's still Mega Man. All right. Um, let's see. They're having problems with the ship. Um, they're saying, let's go out like warriors. And one of them says, uh, it says, or I'm not, what is it? I'm a certified coward. It says so on my Omega Men enlistment papers. So they really found the humor in this book. And um, to find out what happens next, you add Rebluba Devil 18. Uh, we go back, and Anti Monitor is watching robots in the Cordians uh, control these slaves. And Psycho Pirate's walking along. He starts talking to uh, the Flash again. The Flash does what the Flash does and made his molecules move so fast he was able to slide away from the gluey substance and knock Psycho Pirate silly. And uh, the Flash gets really irritated and he's basically saying, you know what, um, I try to be good and not kill anybody, but nothing ever changes. Let's see what happens if I try to kill somebody. So he goes after uh, Psycho Pirate. Psycho Pirate's like, stop, I'll do whatever you want. So... The Flash comes up with a plan, and he starts running Psycho Pirate all around this enslavement and stopping on all the Cardians just long enough for the Psycho Pirate to convince them that the Anti-Monitor is evil and they should attack the Anti-Monitor. All of them turn on the Anti-Monitor and start taking, trying to take him out, yelling death to the Anti-Monitor. Um, Psycho Pirate's begging to be saved. Flash is like, yes, I don't care. Tough. I'm out of here. And bolts off. He gets inside the machine that they are working on, which is some kind of uh, concentrated anti-monitor. Anti-matter. Anti thank you. Anti There's a lot of anti-stuff. Yes, there is. Uh, as a cannon's power source. And so, again, the Flash decides he's going to do what he does best. And starts running circles around it. And as he's doing so, he's starting to um, kind of go through the time. And he sees Wally, and he sees. Um, I can't remember what issue this is from, but where the Joker's like, uh, "No speedster, your your town, Central City. Tell Batman he, he has no jurisdiction here, or something like that." Um, he's just having all these flashbacks. And he just kind of fades away. His costume remains. He fades away. And all you see is the flash ring in his costume. Um, and the Anti-Monitor says, A thousand universes have died because of me, yet these humans have thwarted my plans in more than once. They will suffer for what they have done. Oh, how will they suffer? He goes on a rant. Um, challengers of the unknown appear because, again, everybody's going to make an appearance in this. Um, talking about uh, some screaming that they're hearing. And you get to the last page of the book and you see all the, all the earths that are trying to merge together kind of forming almost like a belt around one of the most powerful characters in DC Universe, the Spectre. And so we find have to find out what happens next issue. 
but it does say in, in uh, down here the flash 1956 to 1985 indicating that he is dead until he's not until <laughs> until they want Barry Allen back <laughs> so whew, that one was a lot easier to read I like that issue because it was there wasn't a ton of continuity to it it was just like here's what's happening easy enough to figure it out you know post right. uh, worrying about 60 different Earths and what's happening on any given Earth and yada, yada, yada. Whew. All right. Well, that swings us over to the random reads. I got one. Do you want me to do mine first? Go for it. Go for Sweet. it. All right, so I picked up the new issue of, well, issue one of The Black Knight. And the artwork is amazing. It's really cool. Like, uh, it's written by Simon Spurrier with artist Jesus Sies, or Sayez. Can never get Spanish names right. But it, it's really well done the artwork's really cool the story's not that bad like it does you know it is a king in black tie-in so of course the black knight has probably the only weapon that can hurt null with the ebony blade why it can i didn't get that far it's black but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I got halfway through it, and then I was just like, you know what? I like the Black Knight, but I hate Null, so I'm done. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it's a gorgeous book, but I, I don't care. And what's really cool, right? So he's he's in his castle, and. He's talking to Sir Percy, which is the original Black Knight from the the 50s comics. And in his room, he's got all his different costumes, like on like pedestals, right? He's got the the 90s one with the leather jacket with the Avengers. And then he's got the evil Black Knight, which is the second Black Knight with the bucket head. He's got that sitting there. And then he's got the 80s costume. And it's just like, why couldn't you pick one of those? It doesn't look like the one that you put on, which is super streamlined. Looks a lot like Nova with uh, a little bit medieval things to it, but he's had so many cool suits that they could have used instead of this one. Like, the way that his eyes come through the mask is really disturbing. It looks really strange. They should have just given him, like, the white glass over them. Or something, mm-hmm. or a black. But yeah, they, his eyes are coming through it, and it, they all like he looks bug-eyed in each one of these pictures. And it's just like, ugh, doesn't look right. Didn't we do a Black Knight review way back when? Yeah, we did one for weird, some other weird events. world. Yeah, <laughs> he only shows up for events, and we weren't a huge fan on that one, if I remember right. Yeah, he, he shows up only when they absolutely need somebody that they haven't used in a while. Probably to keep his copyright. Yeah. 
That would make sense. And that's all I have. Cool. All right. Kirk, you got anything? Um, it depends. Did you pick up the Green Lantern book? What, Far Sector? Future or State? The... Oh, I, I did, but you go for it. Um, so yeah, I picked up Green Lantern Future State number one. Is this the one, this, this by the guy that hates Hal Jordan? Yep. The first story is. Okay. Um, I like the story, but I was lost because I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Which makes sense because they really did not tell you what was happening. Nope. They don't have a little blip telling you what happened previously, so... That's because um, nothing happened previously. Yeah, it's all just... <laughs> You're so just supposed just, to, like, jump in. So they all lost their rings for no apparent reason? Uh, apparently the power battery died. Or lost charge or something. But they never went into detail of it. Um, okay. I'm wondering if they will get into that in the second issue because it's only a two-part issue or series. Or series. So I wonder if they get into that a little bit. But yeah. So you liked uh, the first one with John and Nort and um, Silac. Yep. It was. I liked it. It kept me interested. I read the whole thing. Um, the guy in the red mask looks like uh, Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like John Stewart's new look. Or is this an old look? It's a new look for him. Like a renegade look-ish type deal. What you um, think about Nord on steroids? That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And then the Jessica Cruz story was okay. Um, they come in a... The Yellow Lanterns come onto our station, I guess. They mm -hmm. all are inside the station. And they realize she's on board and she takes them all out. And then at the end she becomes a Yellow Lantern. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Because she caused it. characters that are supposed to cause fear, fear, so so much fear that she got their ring. Yeah. Makes me interested and want to read more about her character. Mm-hmm. Are they supposed to be coming out with a book where she's a yellow lantern or no? Not that I've heard, but that's not to say it couldn't happen. Oh, so they're being a cock tease? Yeah. That's not very nice. <laughs> and then you get to the good old Guy Gardner story. And, of course, he makes himself out to be a god. Um, he gets trapped on a planet. His ring dies out, and he doesn't understand them. And he has to learn the language, and at first he 
speaks really bad whatever language this is. And then they keep calling each other heretics, the two alien species. And are the two, uh, what is it, Rakens? Drecklins? Can't remember what their names were. Yeah. But they end up worshipping Guy because he gives them indoor plumbing and an irrigation system and nobody's hungry and And then somebody else says he's a false prophet and is a heretic. And, yeah, it was just, I found it funny. It was a nice lighthearted one. Yeah. And then uh, everybody's favorite Lobo shows up at the end. So. Um, I, might, I, I think I'm going to pick up the second issue. Yeah, I think that one comes out this week, if I remember right. Does it? I'd be I'd be interested to hear what you think of. I haven't read it yet, but I mean to kind of hear what you think about the John story from the second issue. I was not a huge fan of that story, but I also felt like they, you know, you enjoyed the story. I was like, why is any of this happening? There yeah. was really no explanation. Yeah, I didn't. Right? Like I said, I was lost. I didn't know that the what was going on. Yeah. I think but, my favorite out of the three was probably the Jessica Cruz one because I thought that was just yeah. an awesome moment. Yep. Um, so, yeah, cool. Um, I also – I am in the midst of WandaVision fever. <laughs> I'm absolutely loving the show, so I went back and read House of M. And I can see now where they're pulling inspiration from. Uh-huh. Um, so, Wanda, it just amazes me how many times they've allowed Wanda to destroy the the uh, universe, the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I mean, they've let it happen with Dark Phoenix how many times, too? That's just- getting old, too. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. <laughs> um, but Wanda basically creates a says no more mutants and creates a utopia where mutants are the rulers of the world and everybody's happy and gets what they want and. So it kind of plays into the whole Hex thing from WandaVision, but they're using sitcoms instead of a really alternate universe. So I'm really excited to see where they go with the show. So that's all I got. Cool. What do you got, Ryan? Well, first off, um, I did, I know I complained about Suicide Squad just a little bit earlier. I did read Suicide Squad Future State. Um, and it was a Wonder Woman character. It was a Batman character. It was a Superman character, but it wasn't 
really them type deal. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the Batman character was like the quarter owls guy, you know? So it was kind of like the enemies turned into the justice league, kind of like what the Thunderbolts did with in Marvel. Um, it was not good. What? It was horrible. And Satellite satellite Head showed up. I mean, uh, Peacemaker. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can't handle any more Peacemaker. I have never heard of this character until John Cena put on that stupid helmet. And now he's showing up everywhere. I mean, this is like the next coming of Harley Quinn and Deadpool. It's... Yeah, because he they haven't used him since he had his own series for like in the eighties. No, I mean they brought him over in Crisis, but that's pretty much he never really caught on. No, it's not a cool character. <laughs> he looks like a Texan's belt buckle. No offense to any Texans, but I mean his head's just this big. Metal thingy. I, I don't... Anyhow. Um, and I told Nick a little bit earlier, I'm like, you know, the Future State stuff has been really hit and miss. I either really liked it or I didn't. Um, you know, Catwoman, I loved it. Nightwing, I loved it. Um, can't recommend those two enough. Um, the Justice Wing, I loved. Green Lantern one was really good. But then I read the Swamp Thing one, and I was like, eh. Suicide Squad wasn't great. Um, i trying to think. It seems like I had one other one. I can't think what it is off the top of my head. But they're just so hit and miss. Um, all right. Then I have a book by Boom called Spectre Inspectors, which is a tongue twister, issue one. And this is about four teenagers or teenager-ish age, just, you know, like 20, 21, 18, 19, somewhere in there, um, who are going to a town called Cape Grace and going to do ghost hunting. And they're setting up, you know, they're recording all this stuff so they can get publicity and so forth and so on. And uh, the only problem I had with this book is they stay at a motel and the motel is just really big. But then the sign for the motel is like super tiny and it's right in front of the motel. The, it just didn't work for me. I mean, why even have the sign there at that point? But anyhow, um, so they're going to go check out this uh, building, and they're getting all the stuff set up, and uh, they go up to the bell tower area, and they're talking, and one of them mentions that... Um, you know, they really started getting popular after they heard this voice when they were doing another uh, 
investigation and how, you know, they started getting sponsors and stuff because this voice was just a huge deal. And the other one that was up there in the bell tower with her basically says, uh, yeah, I set that all up to get us sponsors. And that did not go over well. And all of a sudden the one that set up the voice thing, um, starts sweating, isn't doing well and falls over. And so they take her back to the hotel they're trying to figure out what, you know, they've got, got her locked in a room. They're trying to figure out what to do with her. And they're like, well, it's been kind of quiet. She's been eating the food, but it's been really quiet. Anytime anybody tries to go in there, they, she doesn't want anybody in there. She's like, I'm going to go over and see what's going on. So she goes in there. The room has been destroyed. And Astrid's the one that started not feeling well, is like hanging from the ceiling. And... Um, you come to find out that they're like, okay, this is enough. They're going to jump in the car, take off, get out of town. Um, they throw salt at her and they do all these different ritual stuff, trying to get the possession taken care of. And they, they're like, fine, you know what? We're going to actually lock her in the car. So they put her in the car and they lock her in the car and she rolls down the window and starts yelling at him. Um, I mean, there's a lot of humor to this. It's really good. Um, I would highly recommend this book. There's a plot twist at the end. Um, I just can't wait to see where this goes. Definitely check this out. Um, so Spectre Inspectors. All right. And then I promised Kirk last week I would review an X-Man book. So the one I picked was Uncanny X-Men, issue 345. And it introduces one of my favorite X-Men of all time. Um, Morrow. So close. So close. Slug. You're even closer. It's dupe. You like dupe. Nobody likes dupe. Nobody likes hipsters. <laughs> Maggot. Maggot. It's the first appearance of Maggot. Okay. Um, I did have some issues with the art in here uh, because part one was done by, I'm not going to say his name right, Joe Madaria, the guy that did... Um... Oh, Joe Mad. Joe Mad. Joe Mad, yeah. Yeah. And the second half was done by Melvin Ruby. And the art was just so drastically different. It just didn't feel like it flowed real well. Um, but, uh, you know, we got a creature chasing after a woman. And she's going to kill him. Or he's going to kill her. Unless she, he tells her everything she knows about Magneto or Joseph at this time. And uh, all of a sudden, these two maggots jump on the back of him and drain him. And Megat's like, so now you're going to tell me everything you need to know, or I need to know. And that's the last we see of Maggot. Um, the X-Men get done um, taking care of a battle. Uh, where is this? Shahara, is that... Is that where the battle is? 
it's got the lady with the peacemaker ha- haircut, whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're all yelling for her. And Magneto's Joseph. He doesn't remember his past. So Rogue promised that he would, she would go through his past with him. And Gambit's doing something where he's digging a hole and he's contemplating, talking about uh, his past and how he's got problems with his past. Beast has been hanging out with his ex-girlfriend. I mean, this is all taking place on this planet. And they get on the ship with Warbird, or Deathbird, excuse me. And then the art changes to Joe Mad style, to a style that's very, I, it kind of reminds me of um, Liefeld's. It, I mean, it's that drastic, right? Um, Bishop's reading Deathbird's journal, and basically Deathbird and him start hooking up. And, oh, the arts just killed me in this. I'm sorry. Um, they're flying back to Earth, and a big spaceship flies past them, and now they're spinning out of control, and who will save them? Uh, that kind of a thing. So I like this issue. I like the characters that are in it. There's no Cyclops. There's no Wolverine. There's no Storm. Good characters. I think the biggest complaint I have is you just go from Joe Mad style to this other guy's style. And I mean, in the first half, Beast is really bulky and, you know, looks like what Beast should look like. In the second half, Beast kind of looks like Wolverine, only with more fur. I mean, it's just, it's such a drastic change that uh, it really takes you out of the story. Okay. Awesome. But I love me some Maggot. Yeah, the storyline with Joseph is pretty good. I I remember really liking it. Because that's all taking place because of the whole onslaught thing, right? Correct. Okay. So, all right, so help me out here. Because at another point... In New Mutants, or not New Mutants, uh, the new X-Men or whatever, the one that, uh, who was it, Grant Morrison, was it Morrison that wrote that? Yeah. Yeah. He was Zorin? Zorin, yep. Okay. So he went back to being Magneto after Joseph for a while, right? Correct. And then how did Zorin come about? You want to hear something? I haven't read all the new X-Men stuff. I'm doing it right now, so I'd be able to answer that if I had read it. So, I'm not sure how it happens. Well, when you find out, let me know. They don't explain it. They don't? Not really. It's Grant Morrison. He's just going to say that Magneto came back as Zorn, and then Zorn became his own character, and that's about it. Huh. And then Jean Grey was Zorn, too. Yeah, the guy's supposed to have like a power of a sun in his head, but oh, it's Magneto. Like what? That is the laziest way of bringing Magneto back. (laughs) They brought Jean Grey back the same way. It's so lazy. Yep. Well, you know, Grant Morrison stuff is absolutely amazing. He can do no wrong whatsoever. 
There's a lot of sarcasm there. Um, I think I'm done on, with his run. I am on volume three. I think. No, volume two. Because they just released volume two on Comixology for free. Nice. So I'm in the middle of reading that right now. I'm actually liking it. I remember when it first came out, I hated the the uniforms. I hated the art style. And I think that's why I, I quit reading at that point. But going back, I'm... I kind of missed out on a pretty cool story. I I was very off and on. I picked up... So I think my first real run with X-Men was around the time of this when Maggot came out. And then I remember I left it for a while and then I jumped back over to it around, around that time frame when Morrison was writing it. And I, I liked the art and I thought I liked the story. But I wasn't follow. I mean, I hadn't followed all the way through either. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, I think that's how I have to read the X Men. It's just kind of like in spurts and not do. <laughs> There's just so much going on in that universe. I can't keep track of. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna mention that I picked up the Marauders, but it has it's. Uh, what is it called? The Black. Oh, the King in Black. King in Black. I'm like, I don't know if I want to read this because it's got Noel in it. Yeah, good luck finding a Marvel book that doesn't have that going on right now. Yeah, I know. So. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Anybody got any... uh? News or hot topic items? I got a couple things. What do you got? Um, why are they changing Black Adam's name to Shazadam? It sounds like the dumbest name ever. Where did you see that one at? I read an article about it the other day that Black Adam is a derogatory term. Oh, I don't remember which side I read. I I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> yeah, they're changing his name to Shazadam. Oh, Pete's sake! I'm hoping they they, just... punk, they punked me and I fell for it. But do the reverse oh. of Shazam. <laughs> okay, this I got punked. It Was says it's punk? not. It's not happening. Oh, thank goodness. I was like, shit, that's the worst fucking name for a comic book character ever. <laughs> what would the anagram be? I mean, that's... that's a... <laughs> oh, shit, now we got to find more gods. All right, god damn it. Literally. <laughs> it just shows you can't trust some of these, uh, these sites that you read it on. Nope. So, it just, I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> you ain't wrong and then I went back and watched 2013 The Wolverine 
Which one's that? That's the one where he goes over to Japan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And it introduces Yukio and Mariko and all of that. I really liked that movie. I thought it was a really good story. Up until the end, the end still bugs the hell out of me. When the Silver Samurai makes an appearance and he's a giant robot. <laughs> yeah, they just needed some Iron Man to be put in the X-Men movies. That was the worst. Yeah, I, I love the movie up until the last part of the film. Um, just was like, you just ruined one really good villain of Wolverine's. That whole thing where he takes on the Yakuza. Nothing better than Wolverine fighting ninjas. But, um... I've also gotten into Star Trek Discovery. I'm in season two now. And I'm almost done with it, Nick, so you'll be getting it back here shortly. Cool. Um, you're going to love season two, by the way. Um, it's seriously making me consider getting CBS access. Awesome. Because I'm absolutely I'm absolutely loving the show. They're, they're, it's still a very warlike Star Trek. Uh, how far are you in season one, Nick? Uh, I think we're... The guy just uh, came out as a Klingon. Okay. So, not to give too much away. So are you in the alternate universe then? Yeah, we're in Mirror Mirror. Okay. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'm gonna. I'm seriously gonna go petition and plead my case to get CBS access. Because that show is awesome. Makes me kind of want to watch Picard. Yeah, kind of. But that's what I had this week. Got Oops. punked really bad. I'm kind of upset about that. Actually, you didn't get as punked as you think you did because it was an uh, uh, article and they came out and actually apologized for it because they said that they misunderstood what was actually happening. Okay. So it's not it's not you, it's them. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know you guys are going to be excited about this. They're reviving Heroes Reborn. Yeah, they are. So Cap Boobs is coming back. Cap Tits is coming back? <laughs> That's one thing I love about Rod Blyfeld. He sometimes annoys me with his tweets. But when somebody tries to... They bag on him or say something. He's like, just remember, I'm the guy that drew cap tits. <laughs> so. Yeah, I heard about the Heroes Reborn. Um, I don't know. 
it's like they're struggling to create new content. Bringing back the Phoenix and the and they're having a stupid tournament to decide who gets to carry the Phoenix Wars. Is that the thing that they're voting on? Yeah, that you know, because that's gonna not come back to kick them in the ass or anything. But I think it's time they just need to come up with new ideas. Yeah. I mean, nothing is really interesting me. I'm having more fun going back and reading the uh, the uh, old stuff. Old stuff. And That's Scott, what we said I do today. agree. Scott, I really like Jim Lee's uh, take on Fantastic Four too, in Heroes Reborn. Yeah, that take, and then I thought the Avengers was really good. Um, the Iron Man one was like, eh, but I've never been a fan of Iron Man. Iron Man and, with the nose. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of liked Cap after Liefeld threw his temper tantrum and quit. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but if we didn't have Heroes Reborn, we wouldn't have had the Thunderbolts. Nope, that's yeah. the only good thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I need to read it because I never read that one. But what the yeah. Thunderbolts? Yeah. Oh. Um. Man, how do I tell you this? Okay, so. You like need to read the first issue and then skip the rest of them <laughs> until <Okay. laughs> until there's uh, I think it was Warren Ellis that took it over. Okay, maybe because they did a relaunch and it wasn't very good either. Uh, but there's a part or one where like uh, I'll have to get you the issue number. Can't think what it's called, um, but like. Norman Osborn is now in the Thunderbolts. Okay. And that was amazing. But you need to read the first one to kind of get the whole idea of the Thunderbolts. Okay. Um, and the rest of it was okay. It's like, yeah, whatever. But, uh, oh, yeah. I remember I bought that. I bought it at uh, Cosmic Comics here in Omaha. And the guy's like, he's like, oh, there's a big twist at the end of it. And I just picked it up. I looked at the back of it. He's like, well, you just ruined that. I'm like, I really didn't. I'm, I'm going to still enjoy it. And I did. So. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are in agreement that you're having more fun reading the old stuff, huh? Yeah, oh. it's getting hard to find new issues that we're actually interested in reviewing. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, uh, I. I also just read Avengers Disassembled uh, by nice. Bendis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was really good. That was a good one. I really enjoyed that. Another Scarlet Witch fucking everything up. Comic book. So uh, It's Thunderbolts 110, Kirk. Thunderbolts 110? Yep. Okay. I don't know. They were pretty good up to like issue twenty. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. You know, just with, like making the heroes like, you know, having to keep coming up with lies about who they are and having to hide who they are. Yeah, it wasn't horrible, I suppose. I just 
I remember issue one, and I remember then going, oh, wow, this Warren Ellis run is just, wow. Uh, and then they did a reboot where they were wrestlers, right? It was some oh, kind yeah. of weird wrestling thing, and it was just a weird... I like, don't remember that one. I could be in my own universe right now, but there was <laughs> there was some weird... Like, they rebooted it, and it kept the same numbering, and it was just a weird oh. story. Yeah, that was like an issue. What was that? That was like in the fifties somewhere, and yeah, it got because they kind of did that whole legacy numbering thing where this is the new Thunderbolts issue one, but actually it's like issue eighty six or something like that. It was super goofy how they were doing it, um, and then they did a, another version of it with. The Red Hulk and the Punisher and was it Ghost Rider? Yeah. Electra. <laughs> Just. Oh. <sighs> yeah, no, we, we've actually been loving on the old stuff right now, Kirk. I mean, there's. I don't want to say it's, you know, my get off the lawn attitude, but. Get off my lawn. It, there just hasn't been a lot of good entertaining stuff out there they're rehashing a lot of stories i am loving um gi joe a real american hero what they're doing right now um i thought it was supposed to come out last week so i was really disappointed when it didn't come out and i'm liking a lot of more of the independent publisher stuff but the primary main companies i'm having a hard time finding stuff i'm interested in yeah Uh, there's something else I was going to say, but I forgot. Okay, so this is going to be a little bit of spoilers, so if you guys want to shut off right now, that's fine. Um, so, Kirk, what did you think of the end of WandaVision Episode 5? Was it 5 or 4? I can't remember which one it was this week. It was 5. Right? It was 5. Is Ryan I... watching the show? No. Okay. Um... I was angry. Were you? Yeah. I I, was... I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> I was like, this um, is how they're bringing the X-Men in. Holy shit. Well, I'm excited for that. But I don't think that's Pietro. No, it's Pietro from the X-Men universe. From the X-Men yeah, cinematic universe. I don't think he's Quicksilver. You think it's just an actor playing a guy that played Quicksilver in the movies in their universe? I think it's something more sinister, but I could be reading too much into it. Uh, I kind of think no. that she couldn't find a living Pietro in her universe, so she found one from another one. She could have plucked another one. But I calmed down after a bit, and I was like, okay. Because I like the other Quicksilver. It's just how do they bring a dead guy back, which they can do in the comic books easily. Um, but my favorite part of that whole episode was when she walked out of the hex with the drone. Oh, yeah. And threw it at him. And then she put the spell on the guard, the, yeah. the uh, soldiers. And she did the little mag. If you watched uh, Fastbender, 
in the X-Men movies, he does a little flick of his hand. Mm-hmm. And she did the exact flick that he did. So I'm like, are they going to make it to where Magneto's her, her dad? That they were really mutants after all? You kind of wonder. that. Um, and then her accent came out a little bit when she was talking shit. Right. That was kind of cool. Um, like they pissed her off so much her accent came out. Yeah. 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 I was like, if you if you don't have like parents or grandparents from different countries, you don't realize that if they're speaking perfect English and they get pissed off, that accent comes out. Yeah, I figured you had German grandparents, so And it's like Sonia's mom, she speaks pretty good English, but that Korean comes out when she is super pissed. <laughs> like Yeah. It's like you can't control it. You go right back to your native language when you are super mad. Yeah. Um, I also liked how Vision and her looked like they were going to go toe-to-toe with each other. Mm-hmm. Both floating in the air. Uh, do you think... I don't. I, I seriously don't think Wanda's the villain. She she even said that she she. What you think I'm this powerful to control everybody here? There's something else going on behind that. Yeah. So. The, yeah. The prior prior week when they they found Monica outside of the the hex and then they showed how she threw her out. I mm-hmm. kind of thought it was leaning towards that she was gonna be that she was the bad guy, but then this past episode changed that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, um, what were you going to say? I'm just trying to think of like who, who is powerful enough to do this. That's, you know, Mephisto is a, a good reach. Nightmare is also a good reach. Like this could be a giant, uh, like creepy nightmare that she's in. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is going to tie in with the next Dr. Strange. So trying to think of a Dr. Strange villain that could do this. I mean, Dormammu. Yeah, but he made that pact not to interfere, right? Anymore. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's been like a while since that... I've seen the movie. Yeah. So you know, you know, he always does find a way in, but yeah, I'm I'm betting it's either Nightmare or Mephisto, but yeah, um, but I think it's Noel. If it's <laughs> Noel, I'm not watching any more effing Marvel movies. <laughs> Please don't make it Noel. I won't either. I will leave and become a DCU. Uh, DC movie fan. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. We we just got duped because they just took Wonder Woman 84 off of uh, HBO Max. They took it off five, yeah. six days ago. We got it yeah. two days ago. And it was like not on there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's not on there anymore? You guys didn't publicize this very much that you're taking it off in no, like 30 didn't. days. They didn't. They didn't. And... 
Yeah, I was super excited. I was like, oh man, they have all the He-Mans, all the She-Ra's, all that. Yeah, guess what's not on there anymore? He-Man and She-Ra's. So where the fudge am I supposed to find these now? That you guys bought all yeah. the rights to these to put on air, and now you don't air them. Yeah. They gotta save something for down the road, Nick. They were on there, and they took them off. Oh uh, yeah. We finished Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I can now officially say I've seen all 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 episodes of the Big Bang Theory. So, yeah, just but don't watch Young Sheldon. It's really stupid. I mean, Sonya watched it for a season, and I was just like, "Oh my god, it's the same jokes." It's with a character yeah, I, I did not find interesting. I I've. I, I watched a little bit of it. I haven't watched it since, but I would have liked um, a, a young uh, Leonard with his over dominating yeah. mom. God, that'd be funny as hell. But of course that yes. would just be the Goldbergs. <laughs> that is the Goldbergs. Yeah. It's Leonard as a kid. They just called it something different. Okay. Yeah. Question about the big bang theory. Does the comic shop drive anybody else nuts? What is their organizational style? Oh, it's all DC. Oh, it's all, well, it's no, all DC, and it's not in alphabetical. It's not in alphabetical order. It's not in no. anything. It's just like all over the place. Oh, yeah. Every time I watch that, I'm like, no, no. Green Lantern does not go next to Aquaman, which goes next to Wonder Woman. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> Some kind of alphabetical yeah. order. He probably put them in the order that he found the hottest, right? So, <laughs> because he's yeah. kind of a weird dude anyway, so he'd probably be like, yeah, you know, I'd bang this guy first, and then then last I'd probably bang Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. So. So. I want to know where all the Green Lantern props come from in there, because they have some really cool stuff that I can't find online. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just some of the statues and stuff. Yeah. Statues are amazing. They got some book... Uh, Bookshelf holders, you know, the, the really cool. I I thought it was. I love looking around when they do that. When I watch that and they're in the comic shop, I'm like looking at all the stuff that's in the background, like seeing what's there, you know. Yeah. So you know what I really just, bugged me about that, right? Hmm. So he's having he has a troubled comic shop. You know, he's always complaining that he doesn't have any money, blah blah blah. Yet he has like eight hundred sideshow collectibles in there <laughs> that don't move yeah it's like that's your reason why you str like struggling because you spent three hundred dollars for that statue you yeah. and you have like 80 of them um there's a thing called learned, ebay dude I, yeah i just <laughs> learned that 3d chess came from star trek i didn't realize that yeah yeah it's weird that you can actually play that game they have like yeah. sets. Uh, but my favorite character on the show was Will Wheaton. Cause uh when they go to the uh the premiere of Star Wars, I think it was Force Awakens, they they invite him <laughs> and he's dressed up as uh, Spock to go to yeah. a Star Wars movie. And he's like, suck it, nerds. <laughs> that was ad-libbed. He, he yeah. didn't tell anybody he was going to do it, and he did it. <laughs> yeah. So, 
but his, his little cameo and you know the episodes he's in are are always my favorite ones. So I always like the Bob Newhart ones. Where he's oh. he he finally gets his where he goes to the deli instead of sitting on a moldy or a mossy log. Yeah. And then did you did you know that they did that scene and outside was Dagobah? <laughs> I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, I noticed it walk, watching through this time and when he's talking to Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart makes it a deli, but outside is Dagobah. <laughs> so. I'll have to look for that one next time I see that episode. I've seen all of them at least a half a dozen times. I, I love that show. I, that's like one show I can not, I, I can watch whenever it's on. I have been watching pretty much since the beginning, but I fell off for a little bit because I just, didn't have time to watch and there's some episodes I was like I've never seen this and this is funny shit mm-hmm. and I was talking to a buddy of mine and I was like the show never fell off it was funny all the way through there, there were some groaners in there but for the most part it was it was pretty hilarious yeah they quit while they were ahead well, the reason they quit is Jim Parsons didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so instead of just having him leave, they just decided to, that they didn't want to do the show, I guess. Well, I think that was a smart move because... Yeah. Although he drove me insane a lot on the show, he was some of the more... His naivety added to that show quite a bit. Yeah, um, I kept saying to Teresa, I was like, every like couple episodes, I'm like, you know, he's just an asshole, and I know why he was an a- he was that way, but he just at certain points he came across as an asshole to me. So I'm I'm upset that they never got Raj and Howard together as a couple. <laughs> but so I went through that that was pretty that that was a that took uh, two weeks to do so but yeah I can't recommend that show enough uh, anybody got anything else Oh, I, oh. I don't think I do. Back to WandaVision. What do you think of Kat Dennings and Jimmy Woo's character, Nick? I think they're amazing. I think they... I was like... People were like, they should have a show where it's just like them going like doing the mysteries in the Marvel Universe, like the X-Files. I was like, I would watch it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said, too. That I'd watch a show just based on solving mysteries like that. Uh, but yeah, it's... When I when I saw her on there, I was like, "That's awesome!" You know, we haven't seen her character since the Dark uh, Thor two, right? The worst and, Thor movie. Well, yeah, but you know, we haven't seen her since <laughs> that, and it's like, where the hell has she been? 
Well, apparently she was yeah. in college. So, all right, sweet. But, Finishing her doctorate. So yeah, it was it was cool that they brought her in. You know, I really like Cat Denning as an actor anyway. So, so do I. But, um, I, I'm starting to be like, I just want to binge it. Just yeah. release the last four episodes so I can binge it. But there's a lot of people are doing that too. They're like, now that we've seen up this, this, we're just going to binge it now. But it does, it gives me something to look forward to and we get to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, that they, I just people giving up on it after an episode. Yeah just meant that they didn't get it. They didn't catch all the undertones. They just thought it was stupid. Well, there's so many people that just want it now. I want this now. You know, it's like, just give it a, you know, you just have to, like, give it some time. You know, some some series you have to, like, give four or five episodes in to actually like it. And the people that are like, "I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it in the first five minutes. I didn't get it. It's like, well, maybe you're just an idiot. And <laughs> and I don't know why I have to listen to your responses on Facebook because you are an idiot. They should have an idiot, like, uh, a filter for idiot they comments. Have a war- they should have a warning that said this, this comment section contains idiots. Yes, or they just are like, this comment is so dumb, we're not even going to post it. Yeah. Your opinion does not matter. You know, like, okay. Oh, I don't even so read, read Marvel comics and I hate this thing. Well, that's an idiot comment. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Paul Bettany almost quit, quit acting until he got vision. Yeah, I wonder how they came across that to him. Like, hey, uh, you're going to be a voice for about seven movies. Yeah, and And then you're going to have an actual (laughs) physical body. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, I'm excited for this Friday. Um, Piper and I, I asked Piper if she'd been watching it. And she said no. And I said, are you waiting to watch it with me? And she's like, yeah. And I think it's because I can answer some questions that she has. But she's, yeah, we're we're also currently going chronologically through the MCU movies. So we are on... Incredible Hulk and Thor. Nice. Because we're watching it how it's supposed to go according to to year and time frame. And uh, her favorite are the Spider-Man movies. I think this girl has watched the Spider-Man movies like multiple times. It's because she's in love with Tom Holland. That's right. <laughs> oh, then you clearly Did, haven't shown her Tobey Maguire. 
Oh, with that sweet, right. sweet uh, computer-generated chest he wore? Yeah. I'm sorry. He was three. like, I worked out for this. Like, no, you didn't. That's completely CGI. Spider-Man 3. She'll be all forget Tom Holland. I'm Give me Tobey Maguire. I'm glad she doesn't listen to this because she'd get so pissed at me because we said that she loved Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. Don't we all love Tom Holland in some way, though? I think he's... I honestly think he's the best Spider-Man and Peter Parker out of all the... out of the three of them. Uh, And I like that they didn't make us sit through a origin story for his Spider-Man. Yeah. So. Yep. So... We're we're gonna be six movies into twenty two. So, Oof. and uh, Captain America: First Avenger is not my favorite. Um, I like that they have the Howling Commandos in it. But they could have easily put Nick Fury. Yep, they they made it Captain America and the Howling Commandos, and I'm like, oh, God damn it. Well, they could have put him in there. You know, just because yeah. Sam Jackson's in it doesn't mean there wasn't his dad in the 1940s. Yeah. Or his grandfather. You know, it's just like, he could be in there. Yeah. Um, kind of pissed me off. They had a huge chance for that, and they just kind of, meh. Yeah. Uh, still love Captain Marvel. I watched it for a third time in two weeks. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the trailer for uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier? I did get to see it. I couldn't hear it, but I did get to see it. How about you, Nick? I did not get Probably to see not. it. I figured because you were with a bunch of girls last night. Yeah, and they were all yapping, and I was like, Jeebus, Christmas. Again, I didn't hear one word of the game the whole night. Well, that's good because Tony Romo was annoying as fuck. It was a Tom Brady suck fest. Which is bad because I really like... Uh, him as a commentator, but once they go all John Madden, Steve, like John, like Brett Favre, you know, it's like, oh my god, just suck his dick already. Yeah, yeah just get it over with. I'm just, sure Giselle won't mind. Like, um, oh my god, I was not going to watch it. I wasn't going to watch Cap or Falcon and Winter Soldier because I just. I don't know. I just didn't have a a want to. And then I saw the trailer and the way they're making them. The way they banter back and forth with each other like a married couple. Yeah. Made me... And it's got Agent... Uh, what's her name? Agent 13? Yeah, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. I couldn't remember her name. She's going to be in it as well, so. Nice. I'm kind of 
gonna watch that, and I'm excited for Hawkeye. But anyway, that's all I got. I haven't been on for like six months, so I, I had to need I, I had some stuff to get off my chest. <laughs> it's all right. So. All right. Nick, you got anything else? Uh, nope. We did. We we watched. Uh, I'm really excited for uh, Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, yes. whatever that's called. So we watched. Yes. We watched the latest Godzilla, King of All Monster, whatever it is. It's yeah. pretty good. Like it's it's two and um, two hours and twelve minutes long. Okay. And yeah, it's it's worth watching. I would definitely go check it out. Now we got to watch the did, Kong movie, and then Sophie doesn't want to see skull? it. She was frightened the shit out of her when she saw the giant monkey fighting a dinosaur rex. Is that Skull, yeah, skull Island? Island? Yeah. What did you see, yeah. uh, Godzilla on? Uh, HBO Max. Oh, it's on there. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to find it and, and uh, watch it. So yeah, um, it was pretty cool. Like we're really excited to see the new one. But Sophie watched it. She just wanted to see the giant fights. She didn't care about storyline. But of course, when I was a uh, a little kid, I was like, I just want to see the giant monster fights. I don't care about the storyline. Yeah. Me too. I wanted to see so Godzilla kick kick Mothra's ass. Yeah, like I think right now it's a uh, Kong Skull Island was first, and then Godzilla, and now it's Kong Godzilla. So, so it's like <laughs> a trilogy. Yeah, who knows? I was waiting for Gamera. Like, if you could just get the rights from Gamera from whoever in Japan owns that and throw it in there, that would be the best, like Easter egg for me in the world. It's like some giant mutated turtle coming out of the sea. Like, yes, yeah. We already know about Ghidorah and Ro Rodan and Mothra, but I want a giant turtle. That's all I want. It's just giant. Have you seen the meme? Turtle doing a trapeze act. Huh? Have you seen that meme where I think it's King Kong's down and Godzilla, it shows a picture of Godzilla and he says, uh, why did you say the name Mothra instead of Martha? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I, I laughed. I'm sure laughing. I laughed my ass off at that. Yeah. Did you? Why did you say Mothra? Save Mothra. Yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, uh, Ryan, are you gonna watch the uh, Snyder cut? <laughs> um. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I said I, hard pass. I mean, they've talked about this so much that at this point, I mean, like it's like the Richard Donner cut of Superman, right? Everybody okay. just went on and on and on about it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It's okay. Didn't blow me away. Everybody's talking about the Snyder Cut. 
I mean, they've been talking about it for, what, a year and a half now? Yeah. It's like, oh. I, I think it's just going to be a bunch of build-up, and then it's going to be a massive letdown. Kind of like In all DC opinion. movies? Uh, I would like to point out that Green Lantern was not like that at all. I enjoyed that, too. Never mind. <laughs> and I enjoyed Wonder Woman, and I enjoyed Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I haven't seen 84. I liked Wonder Woman. I thought Justice League was okay. Um, I didn't have a problem with Justice League. I thought Batman Superman was, versus Superman was good. Um, the only thing is that I made the mistake of watching uh, Aquaman before Justice League. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman's character was completely different about his mom in that. Right. And I was like, oh, this must have been before. See, I liked Aquaman, too. I mean, so I've liked a lot of them. I just, I try to be open-minded about it. But, you know, when you get a build-up like that about how great this is going to be, blah, 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 it's almost guaranteed it's going to be a really big letdown. Yeah. Um, I like, I don't know. I just... I don't like that there's going to be two Batmans. Because they're going to have two different timelines of Batman. There's going to be Michael Keaton and there's going to be the vampire guy. See, and that's my biggest problem is all these details are coming out about the Snyder Cut. But you don't know how accurate any of it is. Yeah. Because it's like, they were talking about, oh, Green Lantern's going to be in this Snyder Cut, blah, 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 blah. Then, like, two weeks later, nope, not going to be in it. This is going to happen in the Snyder Cut. Nope, that was mis... You know, you you don't know what you're getting. There's not been... All Snyder's ever come out and really said was, it's really long. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It's fantastic. Four hours. I have a hard time sitting through three, and I got to... You're going to make me sit through a fourth hour. So. I don't know. But. So. All right. You got anything else, guys? Mm, Nope. No, I don't Should got we... nothing. We got Scott calling in. Hold on. Scott's calling in? Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. Salutations. Can anyone hear me yet? Yep, yep. you're on. All right. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm calling in. Um, uh, I uh, did have a uh, webcomic review prepared, but you know what? I think i'm gonna let this one slide it's uh it's already uh 9 30 here on the east coast and uh you guys have you got kirk back you could you this has been a good show uh deep uh insight into wandavision i don't really have anything to add <laughs> it's not going to just uh it's not just padding Yes, I was going to give a bad review anyway. 
I do wait. I do want to bring up um, a little bit of a uh, side question um, because it touches on something you guys were talking about earlier. And uh, here's my situation. My brother uh, reached out to me and said, "Hey, um, you've got this seven-year-old nephew. He's getting interested in comic books now." He wants uh, a printed book, um, an, an actual soft cover comic uh, that I want to give him. What's appropriate for his age? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to find out. And then I reached out to you guys, and I reached out to another couple of places. And um, it seems that there's not actually – any kids' books that are being put on the shelves of comic book stores right now? Is there? There is. Um, Ivy or IDW is doing Marvel action comics. I think is what it is. It's kind of like some reprints of like Black Panther and the Avengers and stuff like that. Um, you know, some boy. You do that. That's a tough age because you're trying to be a little bit restrictive about what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know they're seeing the Spider Mans and the uh, yeah. Captain Americas. They kind of want to read something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at something like that, um, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be superheroes, okay. but something within the medium, sure, of the comic book. Um, I've gotten some really good recommendations for some graphic novels that I'm probably going to have to order off of Amazon. But if I go to my local comic book shop tomorrow, which I'm probably going to do, there's not anything currently in print that I can uh, ask for, is there? Well, I'm trying to think of... You might be okay with most uh, boom box titles, so it's a s- subgroup of boom comics. Okay. Um, they seem to be a little bit more kid friendly. I know there's like mm-hmm. a Goosebumps one. Nick and I talked about that one a while back, and it was like yeah, that wasn't for us. But I could see oh, that yeah. very well being right. something that a seven year old would be into. Um, so that would be a good place to start. Um, Marvel and DC don't do a ton with kids' books, but I bet you they should probably have like a kids' section or a kids' corner or something like that. Um, okay. You might be able to find like uh, some of the, even, it may not be current stuff, but you could find some like old, older like Batman Brave and the Bolds or uh, Justice League Unlimited comics or something like that. Um, All right. Where, you know, He's just checking it out and kind of figuring out what he's into type deal. Yeah. Um, the Power Rangers books might be okay. I don't know if yep. he's into the Power Rangers. But, I mean, that's, you know, that that whole medium was based off of kids watching this on television. So uh, those would probably be all right. Okay. So there's a few things yeah. out there, Scott. You just got to kind of know that – 
I always hated that question when I'm working in the <laughs> shop is because it's like, well, I know what I'm going to let my kid read, but yeah, it's not my kid <laughs> that I'm trying to, um, you know, my son's 15. I'm still getting him every single Scooby-Doo book that comes out. He still loves that. <laughs> I care less about it almost right. anything else, but I mean, he still likes the Scooby-Doo ones, so I'm still picking those up for him. So, you know, there's a lot of options. Um, I would definitely see if they had like a kid section as far as that goes, and you, you're going to find, because there's even some Star Wars ones that are uh, made by IDW that are really good as well. Right. So you have a few options out there. Um, or like I said, kind of go back towards some of those old, uh, you know, Justice League Unlimiteds or Batman Brave the Bulls mm-hmm. or Batman Adventures or something like that. Um, you'll find some stuff that'll be good there too. Yeah. All right. I... This sounds like actionable advice. I try. I'll look into it and I'll <laughs> uh, let you know what I settle on. Yeah, I, I'd be very interested to hear what uh, you find out. You know, the other thing, Nick and I talk about this all the time: quarter bins. Yeah. Even if you know, if you're going to the shop anyhow, spend a couple of minutes kind of find, going through a quarter bin and see if you find anything that actually looks maybe something that he might be interested in. So you're giving him a couple of things okay. to check out and see what he's interested in. It's another good way to kind of approach that it. That sounds like a great idea. It saves yeah, you money. That's how I got all mine. Like when I was growing up, like little kid, like I would get so much out of the quarter bin. My mom would be like, how much did you spend? I'm like they were a quarter a piece, you know. <laughs> uh, it introduced me to a, a lot of characters, a lot. Mm-hmm. So. I would just make sure you flip through them because there can be some books in there that <laughs> you probably don't want a seven-year-old looking at either. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't mind that, but uh, I'd be more worried about his father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brother is, and um, the, he's, <laughs> he might take it to task because <laughs> he can be protective. <laughs> right, right. What's all these Fem Force books? What is this? Boob comics? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's seven. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Grim Fairy Tales. Perfect. All right. It's just fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, another one I just thought of Back to the Future and Transformers. They're doing a crossover right now. He might be into that. Get a little bit of both worlds. Huh. Well, the My Little Pony Transformers just uh, finished up, so... Second volume's coming out soon. Huh. What? Yeah. They're, they're they making make a, a second sequel. volume out of My Little Pony Transformers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. More power to them. Yeah. <laughs> the bronies just really carried that one through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, my wife, um, I was collecting those for her. Um, I haven't had a chance to read them because uh, after she reads them, she misplaces them. Who 
heavens knows where they go. <laughs> uh, uh, she's read uh, three of the four of her four issues so far, and she likes it. So, yeah. All right. I know there's a fan base out there for it. I'm just not it. <laughs> all right. That answers uh, my question and then some. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, not a problem. From Scott. Good night. night. We'll talk to you later. All right. With that, gentlemen, shall we call it a wrap? Yeah, it's been an hour and 40 minutes. Oof. Yeah. He's going a lot faster with Kirk on here. Yeah. No offense, Nick. (laughs) Yeah, sure. It's like pulling teeth with him. God damn, I hate doing anything with him. It's fine. I get it. Oh no, I'm I'm positive you probably feel that way about me because I'm like I feel horrible for you because you talk about the stuff I'm like I don't have a clue what's going on at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, well, everyone, thank you for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Um, We'll be back again next week and uh, check out our previous episodes on your favorite podcast listening device. Been Ryan and Nick Kirk. Later. See you guys. <laughs>